Welcome to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. It is Team List Tuesday. But is your excitement level the same as it was last week when the teams were named? Has your level of optimism gone up or down for this season? Plus, Spencer Lenu believes he is leaving the Panthers to join the pinnacle of the league. His words, the Sydney Roosters. What's he talking about? Ah, welcome to Tuesday. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on the home of sport, SEN. Great to be with you. I've had some pavlova before the show. Had a little piece of pavlova. Uh, is that is that normal? Is that normal? It was left over. I forgot. I just went. There was pavlova to be had early hours. Brandy's looking at me strange. Brandy, good morning. How are you? Oh, morning, Vossie. Um, pavlova well, pavlova's in the morning. Pavlova's eggs. Yeah, eggs. Right, now, okay. Right. Well, so, we, we had, uh, remember our meeting before we got underway this year, we went across to the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, yeah. not that you ordered things that were strange. You ordered a lot of food. But, I ordered like, a lot. Yeah. A lot. lot yeah. A lot. A lot. Mm. Like you, you, you got the egg and bacon, full yep. works, egg and bacon roll. You also got yep. toast with uh, avocado this, on it. This is you true. Three, three large coffees. You, 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 Orange that's juice. A, that's a breakfast this and a half. Freshly squeezed. Now, uh, so, yeah, but anyway, I've so got you the, saying so, that you had pavlova in the morning—that doesn't surprise me. Doesn't I've surprise had, me. Had, so I'm, I'm energized. I'm ready to go with the pavlova in the guts. Um, feeling good. <laughs> Look, it's Teamless Tuesday, Brandy. We've been talking about it all morning, getting ready for the show. Is yeah, this time last week. Are you as excited this week as you were this time? Last week, uh, Brandy had the phrase, your levels of optimism. Let me give you a personal story. Brother-in-law, Bulldogs fan, said, that's it. I'm out. Burnt the jersey. One round in. He did. One round in. Yeah, that's what he says. He probably did. <laughs> burnt the jersey. <laughs> said, that's it. Right off the year. One game into the season. Um, what? T- tell us about your team. One week in, are you, you know, like, you know, if you're... Um, Warriors fan, are you buying some grand final tickets? What What's your thoughts if you are a Bulldogs, are you a Tigers fan? Same old, same old. What are you feeling right now? We mm. didn't talk. Let's talk. The Motorola yeah. open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text 0457-736-736. Is having Pavlova pre-6am healthy or unhealthy? Is there a doctor out there or a nutritionist? I saw it today. There's a keto-like diet that may be associated with a higher risk of heart disease. People on keto diets, you know, they think they're doing the right thing, and then all of a sudden, bam, down comes someone else's finding. Now you can die. So you're all stuffed. So have Pavlova before six. You got the green light from me. Uh, we are broadcasting right across the SEN network. Great to have your company through 11.70am here in Sydney. 8.01am Central Coast, 15.75am Illawarra, 90.3fm in Griffith, 13.23am Canberra. If um, Also through Queensland for the first hour, uh, 6.93am in Brisbane, 16.20am Gold Coast, the SEN Track Network, all our listeners through the SEN app. In fact, just looking at the prize list today, I tell you what, if other people are at work like we are now, Brandy, I think they're in, you ring the Motorola open line, hello Moto, and uh, I think we can probably work a prize out for you. We want someone on the tools already this morning. If you can spare a call, get on the phone right now and talk a little bit of sport with us. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We will make it worth your while. Brandy, I'll, I'll, I'll throw the level of optimism question at mm. you. Um, right. Penrith, okay. Penrith, World Club Challenge beaten. Uh, home game beaten, first round. Yep. Uh, albeit field goals both games. Now playing South Sydney at home Thursday night. It comes around quick. Level of optimism. Is your confidence, in all honesty, Brandy, 
dented just a just a shade just a shade I'm looking well, for that what, what I I think what I've taken out of those first two losses, Foss, is that the season is going to be completely different to what it has been in the past couple of seasons for Penrith, who were who have just been the front runners. And I think both years they went, they started the season eight wins, no losses. Yep. So to lose their first game, albeit by a field goal, uh, to have lost some some pretty key players, yes, it's going to be different. So you know, my level of optimism after round one. Yeah, I'm like I'm yeah. worried about this game against uh, South Sydney. Ah, like, so dented a little I'm, bit. The level well, of optimism. Yeah. It, it, well, that's that. It can't not be. Um, what about mm. your level of optimism? And I'm I'm going to go for the side that you went. You, you're on the uh, rickshaw. You're on the Tigers' uh, rickshaw. <laughs> what is your level of optimism after yeah. round one? Or are you just looking okay. at it round one and going, well, well you know, they've, there's some work to do. They're a work in progress. Well, the rickshaw was never going to be a comfortable ride. I, I, I did declare that. The rickshaw is an uncomfortable thing. I can tell you that I have, this morning before the show, there's so much uh, housekeeping when you're in tipping comps and you've got to post for social media and all that. So my tip's already in. I, I can't even wait until teams are announced this afternoon. I've had to put my tips in. And in one of the competitions, um, you have to put your banker. You know which team I put as a banker this week? Tigers. Tigers. Tigers a banker. I mean, oh, I'm Tigers I Newcastle. I'm, well, they're playing I maybe Newcastle. need a COVID test. <laughs> I maybe okay. need a COVID well, test. But well, of all the games, I've made yeah. them my banker. Tigers. Okay. See, I, I, so what we're looking for is what what you liked and what you didn't out of your team yeah. from, from round one. What you liked, yeah. what you didn't, which which is more or less the optimism um, coming into to round two. Yeah. A lot of excitement out of Teamless Tuesday last year, uh, last week because of it was mm. it was the first one obviously of the year. But now we just sort of roll into the the routine Teamless Tuesday. But what did you like out of your teams in round one? What didn't how you like? Does, how quick does it come round? Seriously, I mean Teamless Tuesday. So then you start doing your notes for the weekend, and then it's Wednesday. Then the round kicks off Thursday. Yeah, um, at Fox League, we, we you know we're calling two, three, four games on panels, all the rest. Um, on that. Um, we thought so. The ratings for Fox Sports and KO from the first round, again, we declare, Brandy and I both work for Fox League, but it is, even if we didn't, I mean, it's worth it's worth broadcasting this stat. The highest ever ratings for a round, not just the opening round, um, for any round on um, subscription TV. And, and interestingly, uh, the Dolphins, actually, there's a little battle there. The Dolphins, Sunday, 4 p.m. time slot, outrated uh, the Broncos from the uh, Friday late night, uh, or eight, the late game Friday time slot. So some really both, encouraging both numbers. Really encouraging. Yeah, they are. Vossi, bo- both numbers, both the, the Friday night game, uh, Broncos-Panthers and the Dolphins-Roosters, both games were huge, like it, it, well into the 500s. Uh, but the Sharks South Sydney game, the most ever, six hundred and thirty thousand people. This is good. This is good. So uh, and, and uh, up, now, I, now you know what I did too. yesterday in my in my time in my time uh, yesterday, a bit of downtime. I watched. I went and watched Graham Annesley's address, weekly address. Wow. And I, I won't go through it all now, but I, I will tell you the the things that he covered off on. Andrew, the ball plant, uh, which saw a penalty blown to uh, Melbourne Storm. Mm. I'll, I'll tell you about that. So he, he, he addressed that. 
which was one of the new rulings, the new interpretations that they spoke about at length in our meeting that we had with the NRL. Uh, he also spoke about Chad Townsend's field goal and the legal and illegal plays in that that happened. Uh, and then he spoke mostly about the independent doctor because that was yep. the big story out of round one. I've got all the information. They've all I, the through the show. Watched. Through the okay. show, I'll, I'll chat fetus. about all that. And he also okay. spoke now, briefly about, yes. just briefly, right at the end of his, uh, his chat, he spoke about technology for forward passes because there were some passes thrown over the weekend that a lot of people weren't happy with, whether they were picked up or not picked up. Um, I'll reveal through the show today. Okay, well, there you go. That's just giving me a talkback topic. just came into my head. You know how we have the set restart, the boom, you know, when that goes off. What would the sound effect be for the forward pass at the ground? Like Hodgson the other night, first game, those right-to-left passes, I reckon he called three. There was a movement the other day, um, which game was it? The, the, the Canberra Cowboys, there were three forward passes in a row. What, what should the noise be? Should it be a Claxton horn? Should it be a... What should the noise be, the sound effect? Has someone got an idea that should go off to get everyone's attention that that's a forward pass? What should it be? What, what's the noise, Brady? Have you got any ideas? An animal oh, sound? No, I, I know. Forward pass? No, I, let, 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 let me think about that one. <laughs> hey, where's Gary of Newtown? Just, <laughs> where's Gary of Newtown? Has he just deserted us? Has fallen off the perch? Hope not. Uh, you can call us on the Motorola open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh On the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457-736-736. Great to have Edgewater Homes on board with our breakfast show, Edgewater Completed Homes are now selling in Catherine Park Estate. You can check them out, edgewaterhomes.com.au. Our listeners, do you want to have a crack at this? Spencer Lenu. My first thought of Spencer Lenu after this quote was not complimentary, I must say. He has hailed the Roosters as, quote, the pinnacle of the NRL, unquote, and says he's decided to leave the Panthers to get outside his, quote, comfort zone, unquote. Mm. This is what he's told the Herald, quote, the decision was purely based on the benefit of me and progressing my career. I felt like I had to get out of my comfort zone and try something new and challenge myself. But I'm sorry, um, Spencer, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drug testing you today. And I say that figuratively, of course. I'm just saying, if I'm a Penrith fan, I'm saying, Spencer, you are kidding. We've just won two grand finals. We've played three grand finals in a row, Spencer. You, are, you have called the Roosters the pinnacle of the NRL. Hello, Spencer. Spencer, what, mate, what's happened here? Have you inhaled something accidentally? How could you say that? How can you say that about the two-time back-to-back premier, three-time grand final, Spencer? Penrith fans, speak to us, please. It's hard for Brandy. He's on the board of Penrith. So I'm, I'm letting you sit there and, and just simmer a little. But Penrith fans, tell me what your reaction is to that when one of your players has described the Roosters as, quote, the pinnacle of the NRL. I think that it's is... mind-boggling. It's, it's mind-boggling. It's very hard to hold out the expletive. In fact, if I swore right now and put the expletive in front of outrageous, people would say that was well-placed. It's in context. That is outrageous with an expletive in front of it. The pinnacle mm. of the NRL. Spencer, what the hell? What the hell? 
kids have to. Spencer's got a big season. Spencer's got a big season in front of him for the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I just can't believe that. That's... He's not moving now. <laughs> Tell you what, there's another quote the other day too. Chase Buford, we we missed that on the basketball. Might have been Charlie Goodson had deceived. Chase Buford after the win by the Kings, game two, he said. Um, we were undermanned, playing weird lineups, and a bunch of funky stuff was going on, but we just came out and competed our balls off. Haven't heard that turn of phrase before. There was a bunch no. of funky stuff going on, and we competed our balls off. Like that. Mm. Anyway, that's some quotes for you. Penrith fans, what do you think about that? Rugby league fans, Roosters fans, out there. Pedro the Rooster, what's that? The pinnacle of the NRL? Please, come on. Good club, but how can you say that? Mitchell Moses yesterday bristled at questions. Michelle Bishop's all over this um, in her first sports update. She'll have audio. Yeah, I watched, I watched the interview. I, I've, I've yeah. seen the interview. Yeah, he did bristle. Mm. And and I, I think rightly so. Like, he, mm. he he was questioned quite heavily by one of the one of the journos. So, you know, mm. I, I didn't mind his, uh, his replies. And he was very, you know, a, a, towards the end of it, he got jack of it. Because the the same same bloke just kept going, peppering, you know. What, sure. what do you think? So in the end, he sort of turned around and had a crack back. But uh, yeah, quite interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you know? Like I mix with some Tigers fans now that I'm on the rickshaw, so Tigers fans yes. get in touch with me. Do you know what the perception is of Mitchell Moses among rugby league fans? The perception is the delay is he's waiting to see how the Tigers go. That's perception. By many people, can you understand that them them seeing that because the offer from Parramatta is fantastic, and and the Tigers' offers there, he's just keeping, just chilling, he's not. just to see because if I, the Tigers suddenly go well, and the the rebirth happens, the, the the new dawn is real, then he could switch over. That's the perception of uh, many fans out there. What do you what, what do you think of that? I think that's purely that's very understandable. That's very plausible. I believe that he is like if the Tigers start zero and six, he signs on the dotted line with Parramatta. He decides, well, I don't want to be the one going over there to save the day. Too much pressure. But if the Tigers start well, and it looks real that they're they're back and they're you know four wins from five, mm. then he hops on. He, he's not helping on a rickshaw. He's hopping on a you know into a limo. But he doesn't want to hop right. on a rickshaw, obviously. I, I <laughs> doesn't want to get I, on the rickshaw. I don't think. See, I don't think that. I don't think that's no. happening. No, that's what. Okay. No, I don't so think. What's that's the hold happening. up? So, what's the hold up? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what the hold up is. Okay. Well, th- that's all. Some of the stuff you can talk about um, this morning. Also, the uh, judiciary. So, Wade Graham's going to uh, front the judiciary. The grade one reckless tackle, seek a downgrade. Wants it careless rather than reckless. He's facing up to four matches. Jordan Rapana uh, took uh, the early plea for an incident that wasn't even charged during the game. So. Go figure. You know, we, we do have problems. We have serious problems on uh, on how things are being ruled on the game and how things are with the match review committee. So it's Groundhog Day again. Uh, Australian Pat Cummins, Pat Cummins, uh, the cricket captain, he won't be returning to India. So he's not there for the fourth test that starts this Thursday. Coverage on SEN. Uh, we know that the capacity of the ground is 132,000. But 85,000 of those seats have been set aside for the visit of Prime Minister Devendra Modi, have a bigger party. 85,000 seats have been set aside. So he so. He, he rang he rang the stadium at uh, Ahmedabad and just mm. said, uh, "Boys, I, I, I've got a little, I've got a few friends coming. Um, <laughs> can you put a, put aside eighty five thousand tickets?" Yeah. 
going to have a piss up at the cricket. So we'll bring that long 80, 84,999. I've, I've heard of, you know, I've heard of someone using their, you know, influence and, and getting a few tickets to... Okay, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just a joke. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Sydney King star Xavier Cooks is bound for the US to play for the Washington Wizards. And we asked him when he joined us on the show about the upcoming move to America. But before that, he has a job to do with the Sydney Kings as the grand final series continues on Friday with the series tied at one all. Xavier, this is an incredible week for you. Yeah, it's been pretty surreal. It's been pretty crazy and it's really unbelievable. How long has the process been for this to come about that um, that you will end up at the Washington Wizards as early as next week, potentially? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, I don't even know. I've, I leave my agent to do with all that kind of stuff. I've told him I really want to focus on the playoffs and not worry about anything after the season. So he's been, done a great job of keeping me focused and not worrying about this kind of stuff. I think I found out about a week ago and... Um, really trying to keep my nerves and keep my straight face for the last week's been pretty tough, but it's out now, so it's pretty cool. Okay, we, we might come back to the Washington Wizards uh, in a moment, but uh, the business to take care of is uh, a grand final series win for the Kings. Now, extraordinary, you lost the first one, Xavier, at home. Then you went across there to New Zealand with some injury problems uh, yourself, um, but you got the job done. 81-74 against the Breakers. Um Derek Walton Jr. played five minutes. You played nine minutes. So someone else has stepped up to the plate big time. I don't think it was someone. I think it was a whole team. It's what Sydney Kings is so special. We had so many guys put on an unbelievable performance last night. And even the, the Geordie Hunters of the world, he only had four points but had an unbelievable impact on the game. And so many people stepped up. And that's what it's about this time of the year. People get injured this time of the year. And people got to step up. And the Kings did something special last night. I've got to say, I mean, I threw it out to our listeners uh, yesterday about... Uh, oh, I can't think off the top of my head to be series around the world where it goes away win, away win to start. I mean, basically anything could happen from here, although obviously Friday night becomes massive. Um, game three to, to change the direction of the series and win at home. How about a, a call to arms, Xavier, for the Sydney Kings fans now to make this game three something special? Yeah, I mean, if you're free on Friday, Sydney, please come out to the game because we, we feed off you guys. We need you guys. You guys have done a great job all year long and this is the final time, the final time I see us play this year. So please come out and watch us play and pack the queue. You've heard it there from Xavier. And there's no Harry Styles to compete with either uh, Friday night. Harry's, Harry might be just sitting in the crowd watching How you guys play. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of Harry. Now, now, ha- I don't know about that, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, How, how's the injury going to be uh, to yourself and, and Derek? Um, we have five days in between games, which is great. It was just a, a severe cork I got in the first game and it, you know, a quick turnaround with an international fly just didn't respond the way I was hoping for, and I tried to give it a crack, and eventually coach just pulled me out and said, like, we don't want any further injuries. So hopefully by next week it feels great. We have a great medical team at Sydney Kings, and shout out to Dave Gillard. We do a great job here, so hopefully I'll be fine. All right. Well, that is Friday night. Now, can we get back to more of the background? We've spoken to you on the program before, but your, um, your experience in the United States previously, Xavier, because you did actually go over there uh, for college, so you've had you've had a look at it firsthand and and find and signed some summer league contracts as well. So, what did you? What's the big takeout from those experiences in your basketball life? Um, college was was a lot of fun. It was awesome, and summer league was an interesting thing. Summer league is really like a tryout to make it to the NBA. So everyone's really out there trying to kind of get theirs kind of thing. And the thing I'm thinking about is the NBA is a whole different game. It's uh, there's different rules in, in, in international basketball. It's going to be an adjustment period to all that kind of stuff, but I'm excited for the journey. 
Uh, now, the Washington Wizards, have you, have you looked at their roster and thought, OK, uh, do you know much about their players? And you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm better than that guy. I, 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 could st- I, I could step straight in. I could be a Wizards what? starting player. <laughs> um, it sounds good in theory, but at the same time, I understand this is the best league in the world and I'm going to have to earn my, my respect over there. Um, I think it's going to be a good transition. I think the uh, game style is really aligned perfectly. They like to play fast. They like to switch on defense. And uh, on a basketball aspect, it's a really good net a bit. But um, I guess we'll see when I get over there. Dreams do come true. I mean, can you tell us, honestly, when was the first time you had the dream that maybe one day I could play in the NBA? Were you of an age? Was it in your late teens? When would you uh, have allowed your mind to think that? Uh, I think every child... Yeah, I think as a child, I always dreamed of playing in the NBA, but it just seemed so surreal. It seemed kind of impossible. At that time, not many Australians had done that. And then I think maybe once I got to college and I started performing a little bit better, the idea kind of, you know what, maybe I can maybe I can do this. And then as the years go by, you progress and you progress and you hit all this noise. And in the back of my head, I'm starting to think maybe I'm getting too old. I'm 27. They're not going to bring in a 28-year-old rookie. And I you know that little bit of doubt creeps in. But you know what, dreams do come true and I'm going to the NBA. How crazy. Yeah, that is great. That is great. Well, who, so watching the NBA when you were a kid and the dreams, who was your, who was your basketball hero? Uh, Kevin Durant and probably LeBron James too. I used to love LeBron when I was a bit younger and then I grew up and I loved Kevin Durant. So it's going to be pretty cool to try and maybe get on the court with those guys and try and match up and put my, my, fan, my fan love for those guys to the side and try and compete. Any advice yet from um, King's co-owner in Andrew Bogut? Have you gone to Andrew and said, mate, <laughs> help me, give me some tips? Uh, yeah, nah, nah. I'm really trying to not even really think about that whole next chapter yeah. yet. I mean, my whole thought process is Sydney Kings and winning a championship, so I really try to... I even told my boys, don't even talk to me like about the NBA stuff until after the season. Well, well I'll tell you what, let, let us be excited then, and, and you just play it cool. Uh, Xavier, we're fine with that. You've, as I say, you've got unfinished business with the Sydney Kings. If you don't mind me saying, Brandy and I are both going out to buy Washington Wizard singlets with uh, Cooks across the back. We're on the bus. Yeah. We're on the, the Wizards bus. bus already, so... <laughs> Let's um, go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Go the Wizards. <laughs> That's it. And, and as I said, it's not just Kings fans that are proud of you uh, today. It, it's basketball fans across Australia. We will be following your progress, but for the, for the short term, all the very best starting Friday again with the Kings uh, against the Breakers. Xavier, well done. Thanks for coming on the show. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Michael Carianis from The Daily Telegraph joined us to give us all the latest NRL headlines. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with Michael Carianis. Good morning, MC. Um, you, know, you know it's Fafita. a battle. I'm the one, you know it's a battle, Brandy, if I'm the one bringing sanity to um, the conversation. Yeah, so that, that was almost an oxymoron, wasn't it? So, bring... <laughs> uh, I would cop that, Michael. I'd ring Bryden's lawyer. Yeah. By the way, do you think we should play something when the captain's challenge? Should there be a sound effect, Michael? Would you play this, for instance? No. Please explain. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't want that? No. Okay. What about no. a only, okay, pass? Only, would you... only... Mm. I, I don't mind it if a team's up by 40 and they use a captain's challenge in the last two minutes. You know one of those, those those annoying ones when the game's done, just like just let it go. Then you can have a, a yeah. silly sound effect. Okay. And what about the uh, forward pass? Would you go with uh, Mr. T, for instance? Would Mr. T get a run? I pity the fool. Would you play that when the forward pass is right? No. Okay, come on. Let's, let's, let's steer. Let's steer the conversation back right. to some. Uh, 
Michael, what what have you got for us? What's first on Davis your list? Fafita. Davis Fafita. He's he, he late last night. This came through late last night around you know uh, 10, uh, 11 p.m. our time. The fact that um, he's going to re-sign with the Titans, and you know there were some suggestions over the weekend that looked like Brisbane were, were the favourites of, of getting him back, but Gold Coast maintained their position that they wanted to keep him from from the beginning and. You know, so it's a new three-year deal, and it's easy to forget he's still only 23. And and we saw a, a little bit um, on the weekend where, where he was combining with with Kieran Four, you know, an, an experienced half and a, a guy that knows his game so well. How damaging uh, David could could be again. So um, yeah, it's a long-term deal for David to remain at the Titans. Uh, yes. What 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 do you think he's getting? What do you think they paid? Because he what was he on one point two in the last yeah, contract? So what, on, what do you? How much do you I, think it's down? I I think it's down probably about four hundred thousand. I don't I don't think I, I think it it would be in the eight. Um, yeah. so it's still a, a significant pay cut, but he'll still be one of the highest paid back rollers in the competition. Correct. Yep. That's that's exactly right. Uh, now, what are the Bulldogs doing? Uh, Reed ja- Josh Jackson. Um, they've lodged an appeal with the NRL. Uh, what's happened here? Yeah, there's an interesting uh, debate on 100% footy last night between Danny Widler and, and Phil Gould where, where um, you know, Danny's revealed with Gusty next to him that um, the NRL have included about $200,000 of Josh Jackson's wage in the cap um, for, for this year. Obviously, Josh Jackson was on a on a big deal. He was on a contract worth about $600,000. Um, was in the final year of his deal, but opted to, to pull the pin and, and retire. He's got a job with the club now and I actually don't have that big of a problem with it because it's to safeguard um, uh, I guess the, the NRL and clubs from, from paying out players who they believe may not be worth the, the final year of their contract I'm not saying this is what's happened here with, with Josh Jackson but he hasn't been medically retired um, it was no. his own, it was his decision so um, so he didn't he you know, gave up he 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 gave up all that money, didn't he? There, there was no, like he just mm. said, I'm retiring, that's it. No yeah. medical retirement. So the club no. didn't have to give him the full contract, but. Exactly. So he's earning money as an employee now? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think in part of the fitness and leadership part of, of the yeah. Bulldogs. But I can understand the NRL's reasoning behind it. Um, they haven't included that, you know, if they included the $600,000 in the cap, you'd be like, well, that's a, that's a bit over the top. But. Uh, they've included about two hundred thousand dollars, and it's to safeguard against um, clubs mm. who, who feel like they've done a bad deal and, and potentially force players into retirement. I'm not saying that's happened here with the Bulldogs, but that's what it is. That's no, what no. it's there for. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess it. I, I guess it safeguards the NRL and the cap situation that if you retire, if a player decides to retire, he's on six hundred thousand. Um, they can only pay him for his employment as to what that job is worth, too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I guess they're just investigating that. Uh, what can we expect from Teamless Tuesday? Yeah, a few interesting ones. We touched on the Titans, Kieran Four, and it looks like he won't play against the Dragons um, in the last game of, of round two. He's picked up that knee injury, which they expect to sideline him for anywhere between two to four weeks. Um, the Dragons are going to go with, with Jaden Sullivan and, and Ben Hunt in the halves. It's like Jack DeBellin won't play through, through injury. And um, Jack Bird should be fit, but he's going to play in the number 13 role, which I think is, is the best spot for him now, Jack Bird. I think that's probably 
his position to get his hands on the ball and um, can be really that um, middle forward. So they're the big ones, what sort of side the Roosters can put together uh, with Brandon Smith in doubt, Lodge out, Radley potentially out. Does Joey Manu come back, Jadaria Hargrave? So they've got a few question marks as well, the Roosters, after poor performance last week. Uh, what about Wade Graham contesting the charge or the, the wording of it? Do you, do you, do you yep, think he's so a chance he, to get it downloaded from reckless to careless? I think he is a chance. I, I, I think he is. He's going to have to prove that he was in control of um, his his actions. I, I, I guess reckless is um, where there's a bit more. There's obviously a lot more severity to it. Um, you know, a really dangerous tackle where, where careless is a, a little bit sloppy, a little bit lazy, and um, without the intent, I think that's probably more of it. Reckless probably has a little bit more intent to it, so it, it's going to be an interesting test case, but. You know, regardless, he, he'll still be sidelined for you know at least two games. I think even if it is it is downgraded, otherwise it's, it's three to four weeks um, with the reckless charge. Yeah, all of that. What about Jordan Rapiner? I reckon he's going to change his uh, his tackling style. Do you, like, how does Ricky address that? I mean, he's just costing mm. his. Well, it cost the team nothing in the game. That's where I think. Like again, we just. New season, same problems. Referee, bunker, match review committee, all on different pages. Don't have the same interpretation of what is shoulder. Like I, I mm. called it shoulder but, charge but, live and then had yeah. no action from the ref and had to say, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Just move on. <laughs> then he gets charged. Yeah, but, but it was yeah, only a low charge. He, he's, he's only facing... Well, he's only suspended because he's got... How many was it, was it last year? Was I think it's third. Shoulder yeah, charges? third, third yeah. similar offence. It was a grade one shoulder charge and it was his third similar offence. So that's where all the loading and things come into play. You'd have mm. to show him Felice Cafusi vision, though. Jordan, just go in for that hit, wrap your arm around like Jordan did, uh, like uh, Felice Cafusi did, and pull off the big shot that way. Yeah, two big shots, the... two big shots, two legal yeah. shots with no, nowhere near the players that the attackers had. Felice Cafusi mm. was was very good on the weekend. Mm. Um, MC. This one, Alan, Alan Belford-Jones has been in touch. He says, hello, Moto. How about an ambulance siren for a forward pass? Always listening from my small shack in Southport, says Alan. He's listening, but that's his uh, yeah. suggestion. He says an ambulance siren. We've got to, we've got to have a sound Maybe effect. Maybe for a hospital Michael. pass. Maybe that's for a hospital well, no, pass. The but we fire. would, in all seriousness, Michael, we would have to have a sound effect for the forward pass. We couldn't have play continue downfield. There would have to be something that everyone in the stadium hears. So someone's going to have to make a call. And that's why we've got four nominations, Michael. You have the final say. <laughs> These are the four we've got. Number one no! is this. Number two is this. Yabba dabba Number three. I pity the fool. And number four. Giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> what do you go with, Michael? What are you locking in? Sound effect. Uh, Homer. Nice, short, sharp. No! Homer. Yeah. <laughs> Full volume in the stadium. All right. We only talk the big issues here. Michael, have a great day. We'll follow the stories on the Telegraph website. See you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, that MC. That was a weird one. Dave Fafita was, was after 10 o'clock last night. It only appears he's re-signed. Big news like that. This is Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy on SEM. You're listening to the best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Lee Hadji-Pentelis from Bryden's Lawyers was on the line for Sport and the Law. And we asked him about his level of optimism about the West Tigers after their first round loss to the Titans, plus the NRL independent doctor and the latest on the Junior Amone case from the Dragons. Sport the Law on Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy. For Bryden's Lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter. Uh, Lee, good morning. 
we've we've asked each other this uh, this question right at the start of the program today. Your level of optimism out of round one. Um, Vossi hit me. I hit Vossi. Um, I'll throw this one to you. Your your level of optimism after the opening round. Uh, good morning, Greg. Uh, my level of optimism has not been compromised at all. Um, the result on the weekend was somewhat unexpected and disappointing. I think we had elevated ourselves into a, a lather of expectation, but uh, elementary mistakes at critical times uh, were proved to be our undoing. But it's the first game of the year. Uh, a number of those boys were playing for the first time this year. The entire team was playing together for the first time as that combination. So there's some things to be worked out, but uh, you know we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We know that there's a lot of hard work that has been done, but uh, it was a bit of a reality check for everyone. And I think uh, we've acknowledged now there's a lot more work to be done moving forwards, but we will get there. I'm still on the rickshaw, Lee. I just want you to know. I'm on the Tigers rickshaw. I changed from bus to rickshaw. And I said a rickshaw can be uncomfortable, but can still get you from A to B. So I am on the Tigers rickshaw. You play the Knights at Leichhardt this Sunday. It's a 4.05 game. And I've made the Tigers my banker. So there you go. That's how confident I am. Um, <laughs> Defiant. Defiant. Now, one of the big stories out of the first round is the independent doctor, where we stand with this and uh, all manner of conversations and uh, Wayne Bennett, no less, Ricky Stewart coming out against it um, legally. I mean, you know, we're in a situation where potentially si- uh, games can be decided where, you know, the Newcastle Warriors game was in the balance to a degree. Star player gets called from the field, a decision it appears Newcastle would not have taken. Um, legally, is everything above board here? Could anything be challenged? No, I think it is above board. And I think uh, the, the first premise that we all acknowledge, of course, is that the welfare of the player is of paramount concern to all involved. And there is no doubt, as I think Andrew Johns pointed out on the weekend, that the NRL has an eye on potential litigation in the future. If the NRL is not seen to be doing everything it possibly can to protect these players from head injuries and the, and the consequences of same. So the independent doctor was introduced, and as, as Greg mentioned earlier, maybe arising as a result of a lack of trust between clubs to do the right thing. Now, each, each club provides its own doctor, and of course the doctors have got their hands full looking after injuries and the like. And so the independent doctor was introduced. Now, I have no issue with the independent doctor as such. My concern, though, is the fact that the independent doctor sits in the bunker, perhaps hundreds if not thousands of miles away from the game is, where the game is actually being played. And the independent doctor is therefore being called upon to make a determination following some clinical examination by osmosis through the TV screen. Uh, I don't think there is any substitute for a physical examination. And my recommendation, strong recommendation, would be that they have an independent doctor at each game who sits there on the sideline, has a monitor available, and if necessary, can conduct a very quick physical examination of the player. And if concerned with the player's well-being, pull them off. If not, send them back on but at least allow them that opportunity to physically examine them. Mm. I, I guess the NRL's argument on that, Lee, would be that they're in constant contact um, with the club doctors on the sideline. So they will speak to the club doctors on the sideline, show them the vision that they've just looked at to say this player needs to come from the field. I understand they're a long way away from the game, um, but they the, the NRL would say and the doctors, and I've heard Nathan Gibbs speak on this, and he said, well, You've actually got better... On the sidelines, it's very hard to see what happens in the game sometimes. And, and it's it's even harder to see on the sideline than it is sitting in the stand because 
you're obscured by a lot of things that are going on. So, and I heard Nathan Gibbs speak on this, and he said, well, it's actually better in the in the bunker because you still can talk to the club doctor who's on the sideline about symptoms or whatever happens, but you see everything with multiple screens mm. uh, that you can re- rewind no, no, and I'm, then have I'm, another look. Yeah, yeah look, I'm, I'm happy to defer to the experts on that, those who are medically qualified as such. But I think you'll, the difficulty will always arise where you'll have two doctors can examine the one patient and can come to different um, conclusions as well. So ultimately, we're going to have to vest authority in one person. Yeah, well, well, exactly the, right. The independent like, doctor, it... Andrew, Andrew, the independent doctor has final say on category one, yeah. which is no that's return. Right. Once, yeah, that's no what I'm return. saying. The category one. Club, the, club, yeah. the club, doctors, club doctors have the final decision on category two. HIAs. Mm. Um, I, 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 look, I, I listened to I listened to Graham Annesley talk mm. about it yesterday, and and by the end of it, I thought, well, they, they, they've just about got every base covered. I, I'm thinking it's pretty impressive with the, the way it does work. Um, mm. well, no, I, I agree. There's I'd never going to be. A, I don't a have. A, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. There's never going to be a perfect solution, and and when you're dealing with head knocks, I I, I guess. We can't wait to try and find the perfect solution. Is the amount of time no, a question? No, sorry, Lee, to throw into Brandy, is the amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, if a player is called from the field category two, so that mm-hmm. means the doctor will, the club doctor determines whether the player goes back onto the field. If the player passed the test within 10, can he not come on after 10? No, he has to wait the full 15. Does that need mm-hmm. to be reviewed? I mean, 15 minutes is a big slab of football. Big slap. Yes, it is, Fossey. I, I agree with that. And it, and it's it's not 15 minutes on the clock. It's 15 minutes game time, isn't it? It's not... Because mm. yeah. I, I wondered why Kalen Ponga was up on the sidelines after 10 minutes getting ready to come back on. But it must 15 minutes of game time elapse, not yes. time on the clock. But I, yeah, I, I, I haven't got an answer for that. Uh, Lee, let's move on to another topic. Uh, Junior Moan at the Dragons. Um, fighting his no-fault stand-down. Now, this was after different courts at the process now, I think, going through the local court. And he, he, he presented a, um, or his legal team presented a pretty, pretty damn fine case to the layman. What about a fellow lawyer looking from the outside? I don't think it necessarily helps, Andrew, how cogent the argument is, and I'll explain why. The, the relevant rule is contained in uh, 22A of the NRL rules. And, of course, we all understand the mandatory stand-down provision, which is if it's a serious criminal offence attracting 11 years' imprisonment, then it's automatic. However, the provision goes on further to say the following, and this, of course, is in the context of uh, these charges being downgraded from the district court to the local court, where the maximum sentence, if all charges are proven, will now be five years. So it falls below that 11-year threshold. But this is what Rule 22 says. Where a player has been charged with a criminal offence, other than a serious criminal offence, which attracts the 11 years, and the CEO, Mr Abto, forms the opinion in their absolute discretion that the continued public association between the player and the NRL NRL competition, by his ongoing participation as a player, is detrimental to and brings into disrepute or prejudicial to the best interests of the NRL, the CEO shall proceed to impose a no-fault stand-down condition on the player, and the player had no entitlement to make any submissions or lead evidence in respect of the exercise of the discretion, and the CEO is not obligated to provide reasons for his determination. So all Mr Abdo needs to do 
is to issue a media release to say that the stand-down will continue in force, and that's the end of the matter. Unless the lawyers can go off to the Supreme Court and prove malafides, that is a, a, a bad intent in relation to the exercise of that discretion, which is very, very difficult, then the determination then NRL will stand without challenge. Right. Okay, so it's not as simple as what all of us just, um, you know, punters were saying, well... Changes courts, <laughs> the, the you know the, the years that you could the maximum years drop from you know tw- fourteen down to two years. So why can't he be back at training? So it's a bit it's, yeah. there's a little bit more to it than that, Lee. That's why we have Lee. Very much so. There, there Lee. is that discretion. That's, Correct. That's right. why we have you on uh, speed dial one eight hundred eight four eight eight four eight for Bryden's lawyers to get that advice. Uh, I would say Junior Ramon maybe puts a call in there too. Uh, and just uh, uh, Medvedev, uh, the Russian tennis player, was complaining about the, the balls and said that they might have been responsible for injuries, um, which, I, yeah, I, I don't know where he's going with that one. But it had me thinking, Lee, um, golf balls and cricket balls uh, hitting spectators. Where, where, do, where do people stand? Where do the, where do the fans stand if they're, they're whacked in the head or injured by a cricket ball that... Is a six and or a golf ball that you know swings into the into the crowd into the gallery. Uh, all very all very interesting, of course, Greg. In relation to the uh, the tennis balls as such, it's impossible to think, isn't it, that there hasn't been um, some examination of the balls to ensure that they comply for a Grand Slam event. Uh, yeah. you know, and, but if, if it was shown, however, that there was a fault in the balls as a result of which these players suffered injury, then they would have a cause of action against the the operators of the Australian Open. But in relation to golf balls, uh, you know, that leaving the golf course and causing damage to vehicles or to other persons, pedestrians, for example, then the golfer who struck the ball would ultimately be responsible. It's as a result of their negligence, their failing, um, that resulted in the ball leaving uh, the golf course. Now, many people think that they can actually sue uh, the golf operator itself, the golf club itself, but that's not correct. Uh, golfers are on that course pursuant to a contract, of course. You pay a fee to use the course. And the fee would include uh, terms and conditions, which would provide a waiver of liability in favour of the, uh, the golf club itself. And that's all covered off under the Civil Liability Act. But people should be aware that if you are on a golf course and you hit a ball into the street and you do injure someone or you take out a car, for example, you may be covered by your public liability insurance that you have on your house. Because many of those policies will cover negligent acts off the premises. So even when you leave your home, you may still be covered as well. In relation to the cricket ball, uh, you can assume that all these people who are there are assuming a level of risk that a ball will leave the arena and into the crowd. So ordinarily, there would be no liability on the part of the batsman uh, or the event operator. There you go. There you go. A little bit of common sense there, Uh, Lee. Very well done, mate. We wish... We wish the Tigers all the very best. We hope it's as straightforward as how you've explained things uh, there, if we can relate that to the Tigers and uh, victory. But it will be hard fought, I am sure. Lee, thank you for your time as always. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Hopefully, uh, Andrew, I'll see you at the ground next Sunday. Sport the Law on Breakfast with Bossy and Brandy. For Bryden's lawyers, let our team of professionals help with your legal matter.